if you really love that city like you say you do, or if you've even just decided this is where I am, then you have to be intentional, make that decision to say, what am I going to do to help improve those parts of that city that pay me? You're listening to Find the Good News, Episode 73, The Human Capital, featuring Kimberly Delafosse, Assistant City Administrator for the City of Lake Charles, Louisiana. Find the Good News is produced by Parker Brand Creative Services, a branding agency that thinks sideways, pushes forward, and gets your brand up. See what else we do at parkerbrandup.com. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Find the Good News. In this episode, I'm sharing my conversation with Kimberly Delafosse, the Assistant Administrator for the City of Lake Charles. This is a really robust episode with a ton of useful information for young people in our area, as well as those eager to bring their entrepreneurial dreams to life. Furthermore, Kimberly was a joyful guest with a passion for sharing good news. Good News in March will feature the Mad Bass Maestro Trip Wamsley in a comforting conversation with Eugenie Tellus. April brings a brand new Beacon Series episode featuring philosophy and religion teacher Greg Soden, the producer and host of the Classical Ideas podcast. Some positive encouragement from Ashley Gott of Empire of the Seed, as well as the mathtastic multiplying mind of Travis Bolden. That's five really good episodes you don't want to miss. I'm also looking forward to visiting with Chase Bonin of the Lake Charles comedy scene, and Lisa Reed, local artist and owner of Flock of Five in Sulphur, Louisiana. You folks make the good news possible with your suggestions for guests. If you've suggested someone and they haven't shown up yet, don't worry. The good news is there's a steady stream of guests lining up to share their stories with you. Keep sending me your good news leads and I'll keep having these visits at the right round table. Now, let's look to the future. Let's think about investing in the young, Let's talk about what it takes to grow a community and make it better. Let's talk about quality of life. Let's talk about lifting each other up and press play on a little good news. Each good newsy is different and getting to experience the uniqueness of each guest is one of the joys of hosting a podcast like Find the Good News. Joy is the word that I would use to describe the conversation I had with Kimberly Delafosse the assistant city administrator for the city of Lake Charles, Louisiana, after she came to visit with me at the right round table. The truth is, if we would have had mics turned on from the moment she walked in the door, I think the podcast would have been even more dynamic. We had an instant rapport that I can't take credit for. She brought the good news with her when she entered the studio. Kimberly's love for her work with the city of Lake Charles is invigorating and confidence-inducing. She has a firm working knowledge of the city's programs. She has infused her personal passion for people into every aspect of her job. For Kimberly, the most crucial infrastructure in the city of Lake Charles can be found in its people, and the city's future is found in its youth. She doesn't encourage young people to change. Rather, she presses them to unfold and become a more lovely version of who they already are, asking that they plant their beauty in this place they call home. In her role as the assistant city administrator, Kimberly has embraced an understanding of how all the parts of city government can work together to nurture the next generation of young people and entrepreneurs. Many say that the children are our future. After this visit, I can tell you that she believes it. This is my conversation with Kimberly Delafosse, 
of the city of Lake Charles, Louisiana. Wake up this morning, you're dreaming up a story I can hear the way it's going, cause you're laughing in your sleep on the path to your deliverance and a holy wall of light pouring through your window. Old news, bad news, happy, fake news. Sometimes you just want to shut it all down and get no news at all. With Find the Good News, I aim to change that by focusing on good people doing good work. I visit with artists, educators, civic and spiritual leaders, musicians, business owners, students, volunteers, and everyday citizens who are using their creativity, resources, and talents to bring hope and happiness to their corner of the world. In each episode, I dig into the hearts and minds of my extraordinary guests. We have street-level conversations about relatable things going on in their lives, discover the critical life experiences that shape them, the perspectives that drive them, and the fundamental beliefs that are anchoring them to a path of goodness. There's a lot of news in the world. My name is Oren Parker, and I'm going to find the good. And I love you just. up like area shop girls because my wife and i were just i mean granted it's you know it's not it's dissolved yes unfortunately but but it's weird i mean the timing of that how auspicious because we were uh two days ago driving to lunch and i and we were trying to figure out something about instagram yes and i said what and and then somebody else that was that doesn't live here anymore who was in the business community i said well whatever happened to that person and then we were like wait she had that 505. Yeah, imports. had that had that group, and we were trying to think yes. of the name, and my yeah. wife said to Shop Girls, and I was like, yes. yeah, yeah, Lake yeah. Area Shop Girls. And then we got to talking about going over there and doing the presentation. Yes. It was at the um, baby store. Yeah, right Pink there. And Blue, Pink and Blue Avenue off of, uh, on Nelson. Yes. That's where I And I, I brought I a screen you. over there, like a TV screen, didn't I? I don't remember. You may have. It's an, so long it ago. Was, it, <laughs> I remember my, my best friend told me about Twitter and I was like trying to tr- trying to figure it out and then they said you were coming and I was like oh I'm gonna go do that yeah, yeah. yeah and I still don't understand it all the way well but. this market it's never like some places it's just taken hold yeah here in, in our area oddly enough it's it, not it's not and it's still my favorite platform to connect to as far as like reaching people all over the country yes, yes. and even for this show I bring in I'll, I'll do call-in interviews and right. uh, I've connected with people that way but here it's, it's not just not, not taking never it's, could it's not um I I don't know if it's because it doesn't include a lot of it, because it does not include a lot of photos. Yeah, maybe because so. Because Instagram yeah. has caught on here yeah, to and a see, certain degree. It's my least favorite platform. Oh, I'm not. Listen, I say my life is too boring to be <laughs> on Instagram. Like, I, I don't have anything I would yeah. really like. What am I going to post? I here, get that. Here's my breakfast. <laughs> right. But I eat the same breakfast every morning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do use it, but what I've, I have it linked to my Facebook page and I... If I see something pretty and I want to take a picture of it and put like maybe something, a thought with it. Yeah. I, I like that. But yeah. for as far as communicating, I find Facebook's really what does really well. Yeah. In Facebook market. does really well. And I, I think there's not the limit on characters too. you know, yeah. like maybe Twitter. Oh, somebody needs to put a limit on my characters. I'm a 
I'm a uh, essay writer. Your hashtag <laughs> long post alert. I think people know it's like I'm one of those people, and I laugh at myself because I don't because I know sometimes when I'm reading through and somebody's got a long post, I'll go, well, I'll make it back to this later. Not every time, but yeah. it depends. Yes. And I find that I'm that person, <laughs> and so I laugh at myself, but I just do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I, it's a platform of communication, and I guess we all choose to use yeah. it. But you're right. I I love to. I don't utilize Twitter because. I, I don't utilize it to tweet, but I read it every day because the people are f- I follow have some really yeah. interesting information. I agree. I mean, just it's a, a great platform for people who just want information that doesn't necessarily exist in their community, but right. still totally can impact agree. them, I think. I totally I, agree with yeah. that. Yeah. So I, I it's can, a tool to bring things yeah. in. Yeah. For yeah. us, I think. more. Yeah. So I never... P- Tweet my tweet. I don't tweet, but I read every single day. I think yeah. the only thing I ever tweeted on Twitter was when Janet Jackson was um, uh, named to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. I was just like, "Yay, Janet!" I'll, you, you know, it's nice about Twitter, and I guess other platforms are that way. But Twitter is really good about it. Is if something's going on in the world, you can just get eyeballs from every place in the world yeah, all at once. you get a, a lot of different perspectives. Yeah. I, that, that's what I, I think I really like about Twitter. Yeah. 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 I mean, and this is kind of probably a dark thing, but I, I, I like the truth, even if it's ugly. Yes. And I find in Twitter, um, like, for instance, the like Syria, we hear yeah. the word Syria a lot, yes. but really it's what I found in mainstream news and even newspapers is like headlines. Yes. But when I go on Twitter... I mean, I can get like really people that are going through this yes, stuff. Yes, some really good content. And yes. It, and it's a little more, I go, oh, this is the real picture yes. that I'm not getting. Yes. Yes. Free, free, free journalism, I guess, yes. so to speak. Yes. Uh, yeah. I like that aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. So Instagram, no, because my life is boring and I, I, I never take good photos, really. <laughs> I've never taken a selfie of myself that I like. So I struggle with selfies. I'm not a, I don't like looking at myself. I mean, that's just the truth. I think most people who listen to the show know that. I, yes. I don't, I don't like when I leave every, and actually it's funny. I mean, I, the other listeners will probably know this by now. I'm kind of stripping my wardrobe down to simple hoodie t shirts. And like dark colored slacks and simple shoes and day by day that's happening. And I'm finding for me, that actually helps me. I can just go, okay, this is just sort of my uniform for the day. Yes. I'm not worried. Is that strange? I know that's odd probably. And I I can't recall the name of um, um, this um, organization specialist. It was a couple of years ago on the Today Show and it talked about how people will have closets full of clothing but where but they only wear like a very small percentage of it and they tend to to wear those the yeah. same kind and if they even buy anything most likely they're buying in that same you know that same category yeah and then those other things were per- probably purchased on a whim or yeah as a sale and but they just sit yeah. And so you could strip so much of your closet down. Yeah, I've been do doing that. that. And it's the truth. And it I works mean, and for me you. and my wife share like one big closet. And, you know, every time I go through one of these big sweeps, I'm amazed at what the amount I still get rid of. I go, I'm still getting rid of these giant 
you know, containers of clothes that I just know it's not, it's odd. Uh, I have a weird sentimental nature, very sentimental to objects. Not that I'm a hoarder, but objects have stories and meaning and Mm -hmm. even clothes. Like Mm -hmm. there are certain clothes that I don't wear, but there's this like one Hawaiian shirt. I never wear Hawaiian shirts, but I bought it for my daughter's eighth birthday party. And it was a luau. Yes. And that day was special. And every time I go to put it in the I don't wear pile, I, I look at it and I go, I'm just going to keep this. Yes. It's strange. I mean, maybe yes. someone will make a pillow out of it someday. I, I have, um, I do the same thing. I have a dress um, that I can't fit anymore. <laughs> but my husband, I was wearing it when my husband proposed to me. And I also wore it to my graduation honors program so i keep it and my husband says you're not you're not getting rid of that dress it's a khaki linen dress with black triangles all over it's like no it's it has meaning that sentimental yeah. um value and meaning oh for yeah. sure i love those kind of things they're like little um storage containers for beautiful memories <laughs> i mean the object itself well, like that stick sitting behind you over there with the red and yellow ribbons on it. Yeah. That is, that's my, I don't even really carry it walking with me anymore, but for years I did. And there's so many stories about that stick. And that stick and I have shared so many spaces yeah. together. It's seen me at my worst, at my best, in my, you know, darkest and, and right. most despair. I mean, it's seen me. I remember when I found that stick. I was, I can touch it and think about that little creek you know and it floating down the creek and these be it was going beavers were trying to put it in a beaver dam <laughs> and i was like oh wow this is a cool stick and so i picked it up and i used it that weekend you know this is 24 mm-hmm. years ago really yeah and so i'm going i can i love that stick for that it's like there's these little tiny stories in it you know well you know we we do need to declutter and i it it reduces stress but we should be very careful about decluttering to the point where we remove those things that have meaning. Yeah, yeah. you can sanitize your life to the point where it, there's no texture to it yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This good. is fun already. I love this. <laughs> I love about this. So for the folks at home who don't know who I'm talking to, can you give me the elevator pitch of who sure. I'm sitting here with? So my name is Kimberly Delafoss. I'm the Assistant City Administrator for the City of Lake Charles. I've been in the position for two and a half years, and that's currently what I do. Yeah. But like I tell my kids, you're more than one thing. So I'm also a mother, proud yeah. mother of two, and a creative. Yeah. I think I'm a, yeah. Is that how you got this job, the, your creative aspect, or is that what drew you to this position? It's interesting. So by training, I'm a registered nurse. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. And so you, you're not just one thing. Yeah, um, But right. I um, do a lot of work with young people because education is important to me. So oh, yeah, let me think back. I was working with a nonprofit called the Lake Charles Education Collaboration. Okay. And one of my ideas that I pitched to the board was that we would host this success panel at LaGrange High School for its university students. And we would have um, a full day workshop with breakout sessions, right? Mm -hmm. Some of the 
the sessions or college prep. What do you need to do to be successful? You know, those kind yeah, of things, right. the standard things you, you try to introduce young people to. But one of the other ideas I suggested and the board was agreeable um, to allow me to facilitate was a session called um, Lake Charles Needs You. Lake okay. Charles Needs You. And so at the time, um, the gentlemen, the candidates were campaigning for mayor, you know, and we were going to have a new mayor and hadn't had a new mayor in 17 years. So in my opinion, this was really big and these young people needed to see that they could possibly be a part of history yeah, making right, for right. the city. So we invited the candidates who were running for mayor to come in and engage with the students. Okay. And so the students talked about to the candidates what they wanted to see in the community and things that they had done, things that challenged them or bothered them or made them happy. Yeah. You know, and so that gave the the candidates an idea of what young people want to hear and do. Sure. So that's when I met Mayor Hunter at that event. And so when, you know, he won and was looking for um, someone to fill this position, um, we connected, I'm assuming because he remembered the work that I had done with that. And I mean, I guess the rest is history. So even though I work in government and people might think um, that government is a lot of black and white and Mm. um, there's no objective. But I found that this particular job has allowed me to be the most creative that I've ever been able to be in any previous job that I've had. Because when you look at government and the challenges of the voids, the gaps, you have to be creative oftentimes to figure out solutions to those issues or those challenges. And you have to sometimes say, this hasn't worked, so let's try something new. And so that's why I think I get up every morning and I'm so excited about work because you really, you have, you know, really serious issues, right? And, and challenges and, and, and things that um, in the community really, you know, you know, it, it hurts you to see things happen. But at the same time, you have a platform that's kind of blank and you have the ability to create solutions. Yeah. So that's really interesting. I mean, because there is a lot of us out here in the world who you can look around and see all these little things that need band-aids or treatment. Mm-hmm. And and you do have a desire perhaps, or even an idea, but not everyone's in a unique position to where you can actually affect change. And so, yeah, that's got to be exciting for you as, as a, if you're, a, if you were a nurse, you obviously have a, a tendency to want to heal and nurture mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, care mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. in your position. Sounds like you get to do that yes. in a broad, in a very broad way, but intentional. Yeah. So, um, it's just so funny that I say I'm. I'm in a job. I'm creative. I have a, a job that allows me to be creative. But what do you do? I work in local government. What? Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> yes. just take it like that and you don't put any, any context to it. And it yes. could be seem cold or sterile, yeah. like you said, or robotic yeah. almost, like yeah. clinical. Yeah. But it <clears throat> um, it is a great place to be. Um, like Charles, is, um, it's exciting to be in the city. 
And it's not like it's never been excited, but I'm really excited maybe because I'm I'm more so involved now, you know, being a part of the administration. But we see where there are so many opportunities and not just for government to make the move towards um, the improvements, but for community partnerships. Ah. And so we have over the last two and a half years engaged organizations, individuals, you know, groups who are really wanting to make things happen. And we we welcome them to come to the table and, and we will work with them to make things happen because we can't do it alone. We don't have all of the ideas, even though we might be creative and, and willing to think outside of the box. It's always, always great to have partners. See, I love that. To me, that's like the good picture of government. Yeah. Uh, and it works really well. You can do that in small communities or cities, it seems like, and, and maybe even in, at the state level. It almost seems like as government gets bigger, then it it becomes more um, shut off almost where it's like, well, input from the outside, we're just going to do things, you know, this way it's too big to bring too many partners in. But in a, a city, you yeah. can really plug in and yeah. you see these cities change I, and thrive. Yeah, you can be more agile, you know, you yeah. really can. And um, people, you know, people want change and you hear people out and let's see where we can work together and, Let's use some, let's brainstorm big ideas and then let's do the work. You know, um, I think it's Sean Ardoin. Yeah. um, Oh, yeah. um, Who says, let's get to work. So once we have the ideas, that's the first part. Mm -hmm. Now let's find the partners and let's go, let's move towards making it happen. So, so what kind of thing, what are some, some positive challenges that you find that you're facing in this role and in the city right now that y'all are addressing? So I mentioned to you how I love young people. Yeah. That's like, I love working with young people. And I, I, I like it because it's so cliche, but young people are truly the future. We have to prepare them. So I think it was Abraham Lincoln or some wise man said, whatever future you want to see, you have to create it. Right. Sure. So, yeah. Um, we see challenges with young people, but we also know that if you just offer some programs, you get involved, you show them some positive role models, you introduce them to some new ideas, you listen to them, you can begin to see change. Yeah. And so we have a lot of youth initiatives that we promote, um, not because we're just kicking out a program. It's because we are being intentional. We're trying to create things that will make Lake Charles better now in the very current, you know, the very current day to day. But we're also looking at the time when we will have to pass the torch. Mm. You know, when you have to pass that baton, you want to make sure that when you're on that relay team, the person you're passing it to can run just as fast, just as swiftly as you as you could, right, yeah. or as you can. And so these youth programming um, initiatives that we've rolled out are very important to us, and I get really excited about it, you know. So I talk about, on on social media, if you, you go to my page, I talk about Teen Connection all the time. And Teen Connection, here's our, um, I brought a little handout of our um, workshop. Let me pass it over. All right, and we're gonna, we can post this too, yeah. right? Okay, yes, great. yes. 
So Teen Connection is in its third season, right? So we've been doing it since 2017. Wow, okay. Yes, yeah. We launched in October of 2017. And it's a leisure learning series for teens, basically. And we focus on four key points. Entrepreneurship, workforce development, financial literacy, and um, college preparedness. And so we host these workshops twice a month. Um, We start in October and we run all the way through April. Workshops are twice a month. They're presented by local business professionals, educators, business owners. These presenters donate their time. That's the amazing thing about this community. People want to help. People will contribute their time if you know for great efforts and so our presenters are all people from the community who volunteer an hour of their time to come out and teach a class to young people this is interesting i mean i'm looking at all these different classes y'all have coming up i mean that's pretty incredible what does it what does a, a teen have to do to get involved in this show up just show just up just show up so we have our email list of educators, the schools, private public schools, charter schools, churches, um, organizations. If I meet you and I get an inclination that you might want to hear about it, you, you're added to the yeah, mailing list. You're getting the, info. You're getting the information. <laughs> and so we, we just keep the updates as the next workshop approaches. We're letting them know this is the topic that's coming up. The workshop is free, obviously. This is where it's located because we offer it in two locations. One um, one location that we offer our workshops is at the Donald Ray Stevens Recreation Center. Okay. And then we offer our, um, we do probably about 70% of our workshops over there. And then the other 30%, no, I'd say other 20% are hosted at Huber Parks Community Center. That's in the Oak Park community. And then after that, the other 10%, we try to spread them out to schools. So we'll reach out to principals and say, hey, um, are y'all interested in us coming in during the day um, to host this particular workshop at your school? And you invite whatever students or whatever your sign up is, is whatever. Yeah. But we'll we'll come into your school during the school day and present this wow. workshop. And we come with resources and materials. We have a um, grant from the parish, right? It's the CSBG grant that allows us to buy materials that support the nature of the the workshop. So like for our financial literacy classes, I purchased books called How to Turn $100 into $1 million. (laughs) Right, okay. Yeah, and so we just give those books out, you know? And, you know, how to make more money than your parents ever dream, dreamed of. Um, um, where's my slice of the pizza? You know, and it's all of these just different books that these kids, ACT prep books, yeah. scientific calculators, all of that. So Tink That's Connection awesome. is a wonderful program. And I'm happy. I know it. I'm helpless. To Sorry for interrupting the conversation, but I have something I need to tell you about. You may or may not know this, but this podcast is produced in the city of Sulphur, Louisiana, one of the sister cities that make up Southwest Louisiana. All of my childhood memories are wrapped up in the city of Sulphur. It's my home, and it's been a good home for most of my life. There is a growing diversity of unique businesses, services, and events in Sulphur, each with a rich and colorful story to tell about their particular place in this little jewel on the west side of the Calcasieu River. 
My mission is to promote good news, to put a positive signal out in the world. That's why my team at Parker Brand Creative Services has created the new brand, Sulphur Today. Here's how it works. Post your Sulphur event, service, photos, videos, or information using the hashtag Sulphur Today. That's it. My team and I will scan and curate those posts through the social media platforms we've put in place. Before you make your post, just type hashtag, that's a pound sign for the folks that don't know what a hashtag is, and the words sulfur today with no space. My team at Parker Brand is monitoring this tag right now, and they're ready to create positive digital curb appeal for our city by sharing all the very best sulfur has to offer through the Sulfur Today social media pages. As the Sulfur Today project grows, we will be scheduling interviews and video sessions with businesses, events, and services so they can tell their story of Sulfur Today in a series of ongoing micro-documentaries. Look for the eye-catching Sulfur Today sign when you're out and about, and be ready. We may be stopping by to visit you for a photo op. And don't forget to stop by the Parker Brand Creative Services Studio in Sulphur to grab a Sulphur Today decal for your vehicle or business. We want people visiting our area to know that they can find all the wonderful things we have to offer with ease and be a part of our history by utilizing the Sulphur Today pages or by searching the Sulphur Today hashtag. Do you want to help us tell the story of Sulphur Today? Here's what I need you to do right now. Visit and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash sulfur today. And be sure to share positive sulfur information and post often using the hashtag sulfur today. Now, back to find the good news. I mean, are you seeing the participation that you'd like to see in these programs? I always want more. Yeah. I want, I want to walk into, um, the Donald Ray Recreation Center because I know it has the capacity and I want to see 300 students because I know this information is life-changing. It's transformational. So we average about 35 to 50. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah, but I think, I mean, I want more, you know, I want more because like I said, I want to make sure that whenever that torch is passed, and whomever's hand is touching that torch to begin the race, that they are prepared. Yeah. And so, team connection. So, is there any component to this that is encouraging the young people to stay in the area? So, each year, we try to get Mayor Hunter to present at a workshop. Okay. And so, he, you know, and he loves young people, so he always obliges. So, on April 2nd, um, there's a workshop entitled, The Future Begins Today. Ah, okay. Our um, last year's session he um, presented was um, Lake Charles Needs You. And so in that session, he challenges people, young people to, you know, if you want to go off to college, you know, that's fine. But bring those ideas and bring that degree back to Lake Charles, bring it back to Southwest Louisiana to make this community great, you know, to even to not not that it's not great, but to continue to build a legacy because we don't want to be a a community that's bleeding for talent. We have some kids here who are absolutely amazing. But if they don't see the value in the community, they leave and. You know, they go to Texas or wherever, and we lose that talent. Yeah, so, yes, we always that. try to incorporate a workshop, a session where Mayor Hunter is there talking to them about, hey, opportunity exists here. 
And even if it's something you wish this community had, like, man, I wish this community, the city had this. You could be the one to create it because there's something in you that I know gives them the ability to create that what they desire. Yeah, it's interesting because so. it, what you're talking about and that idea, that's why I asked it, I guess, because it's on my mind about staying just kind of where you're at. Because mm-hmm. I just finished a book this morning about becoming who you truly are. And it was a little mm-hmm. short read by James Martin. Mm-hmm. But in the end of the book, he he was basically advocating for people to be become saints, ordinary mm-hmm. people. And we don't, mm-hmm. we always think of, he said, you know, we have this engagement with a saint on a stained glass window and they're, yes. they're looking up to the sky and the halo around their head. Yes. And we go, Oh, I'm, I'm not them. But the, he was talking about the important thing to remember is that they're just people. And so his illustration was, you know, the, the single working mother who gets up at four in the morning and has two minutes to get up and then make breakfast and then do this and then go to work at a job that maybe isn't super fulfilling. That person might read, Become a saint in your own life and go, how can I do that? Right. How can I? Because I have all this stuff going on. But his point was that you actually are, by being who, you're, who you are, by, by embracing the reality of your day-to-day life, you actually become, you sanctify it to some degree. Yes. So and I guess I guess my connection to what you're saying is that it's almost asking young people to do that same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. allow yourself to bring, be and blossom who you're supposed to be, but <laughs> apply whatever that is and sanctify your community. If, yes. that, if that makes sense. It makes sense. Um, there was an article um, that challenged, it was called Love, Love the Parts of Your City that, that Cause You the Most Stress. Right. Mm, yeah. Okay. And I might be misquoting, but basically that was the summary. I, I, yeah, it's a, a good idea, article. though. I like that. And it said, um, when you look at your city or your community, what makes you happy? Okay. Right. Now, when you look at your city or your community, what pains you? Mm. You know, what makes you upset or what stresses you? And then it it then challenges us to say, if you really love that city like you say you do. And to some degree, you might, you have to, you've made, you've, you've chosen it to be where you, you live. So if you love it, or if you've even just decided this is where I am, then you have to be intentional, make that decision to say, what am I going to do to help improve those parts of that city that pain me? Yeah. And I think about litter because litter. Yeah. I don't. Okay. I'm warning you. If you've opened that door for me, we're going to stay there because yeah. I have a huge, I, I mean, the only way I can describe it is righteous anger about it. I'm I, not angry. Like, and you know what I mean by that? Like, yeah. I just, I don't understand such a blight. I hate litter. On right? our area. Yes, it and is. So, right. so I, I hate litter to the point where, listen, my, I when you know one of my sons is in college, so only one is still at home. I will wake everyone up like we are picking up litter, and so <laughs> we would be up in on the street. We were picking up litter, and I remember one morning we were picking up litter, and um, this guy passed and he rolled down the window. It's like, good job, and I was like, it would be better if you were out here with us. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, that's no. awesome that you get your kids up to do that, though. Yeah. You know, it I, really I, is. It teaches them the responsibility, stewardship. Yeah, it teaches them stewardship. And um, 
you have to you have to take care of where you are too you know you have to just you know it's it's something is pretty are well kept because someone decided to do that. So let me ask you a question. Let's talk about litter for just a minute. Cause I'm, I'm, since you brought it up, I'm very curious to get your opinion on this. Cause I think we have a pretty, I think we have a really bad problem with it. Not just, I mean, everywhere in the Louisiana, South, Louisiana. Louisiana has a, a, a real um, challenge with yeah, it. Yeah, we yes. really do. I mean, our yes. ditches and I mean, you cannot, I pick up litter a lot too. And mm-hmm. I'm sort of being counted in my head as I'm picking up. And I am amazed even from the end of my driveway at my studio here down to the next corner. When I go pick up litter, I will pick up almost a full, you know, 25 gallon bag of trash that's not far. That's right. not even a quarter just, of a mile. Yeah, and, that and that's just distance. the curb. Yes. And I just go, wow. And then I, I could do that every week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The same spots. The same spots, yes. So that means something's recurring. And I, what do you think it is? What do you think? I mean, is it part of it? I know some of it blows out of containers and some of it, you Right. Know, well, but, yeah, you know, uh, people not, uh, it's trucks, you know, yeah, the, there's uh, that, the beds sure. and it blows out of the back of the trucks. But I think it has to start with education. Um if people innately don't see the value in where they live, then they just have to be taught to be more mindful. And, and some might say, well, why do you have to teach people? Well, if you don't, then you're going to continue to get litter. Yeah. So I just I, I just think it's it's a mindset that we just have to really work to change the perception. Yeah. We have to get people to love where they are and when you love something you you value it value it you take care of it you treat it kindly yeah and so that's why i appreciate the city's team green efforts and the parishes pick it up efforts because they're Mm. really trying to spark the conversation with young people they're in the schools doing teaching and training reinforcements of just just don't litter and mm. so giving kids giving kids the implication the implications of litter you know how it yeah. impacts animals and and our waterways and all of that so it is a challenge statewide i i, I don't know what the root cause of it is yeah but i don't it, either i, I think know, about it a lot yeah but i do believe it's going to take a significant shift in mindset and people just have to begin to value yeah. where they live. You know, they have to value yeah. the the neighborhood, the street. And then we can get tons of people out to do adopt a spot pickups, or you do litter pickup, litter pickup, or my family does pickup. But if we don't shift the mindset, we're just in our our pickup efforts, although they're That's necessary. Right. They're necessary, it's, but it, but it's like a band aid. So. The other portion, of course, is enforcement. You know, if you're that's not, what I was, yeah, and yeah. I've thought about that. I mean, that's the part that really gets me because yeah. I go to a lot of different meetings with folks yeah. and have different conversations, and that that does come up. And I've, I'm I'm becoming less and I'm starting to believe less and less that we're going to be able to penalize our way out of this. Yeah, because yes, you're you saying have, yeah. that we've got to get something's. Not, it's something psychological. It's a weird apathy. Yeah, yeah. And I don't it's, know where it comes from. I've I've assigned three E's to it. Mm, okay. So it's education. It's um, um, execution. That's people picking up, and then there's enforcement. Mm-hmm. But you, I I just think education because you want it to stop. You right. want you want to get to a point where you don't have people. Who litter? 
Yeah. You know, so that's why, like I said, I appreciate um, the city's team green efforts and the parishes pick it up efforts because they are engaging directly with young people and engaging with the community in ways to really try to shift that mindset. Yeah. Because like we can't enforce our way out of it. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah, you're right. And litter is just such one one little element too, because we talk about this at home all the time, because when you go make your recycling haul, we only go once a month. We we accumulate it and then we haul it off. And it's a lot. And before we started doing that, I go, just think all of this used to go into the garbage. Mm -hmm. And so we've tried to have, consumption awareness when we buy packages and things like that because mm-hmm. I, I like i tell my family again i didn't tell them we just talk about it I said you know all these other things that can't be recycled or reused are now going in the can mm-hmm. but when they get to the can you're, you're trusting that it's not going to blow out that it's right. gonna, you know there's this whole weird right. El, right. um relationship with the way we consume and then the companies that produce products that I don't know. It, it can yeah. get so it can, yeah, like a hydra. There's just arms and heads everywhere to be dealt with. But if we could just get at the heart of it, at the heart of it, just to get people to value where they live mm-hmm. and value the community. This is a beautiful portion of the state. It's beautiful waterways, the greenery. You know, you just don't have that in some parts of the country. And so... The fact that we have it here, we just really need to become more mindful of it. And mm-hmm. so we become, we just have to love it better. And that's what yeah. I say. Yeah. For me, litter is something that, 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 that pains me about the community. So the way I, I've chosen to love the community is to address it through our neighborhood um, litter pickups. Yeah. Because I'm not the one to just complain about something mm-hmm. and not have some kind of response yeah, to it. Yeah, do, so, do something. I agree. Yeah. I can because I can like I said I could write an essay, <laughs> but is it? But am I going to do anything right, that I've right. written? Am I going to take an action yes. that has some result? So kudos to you for going up. <laughs> well, I will say enough. this: it's kind of I laugh at it now because if I don't laugh, I'll cry. I mean, this is a reality, and I mean that. I have a relationship with a chocolate milk bottle between here and there that I have told people about. I said, I will pick that up and then I will go for a walk the next week. And that same chocolate milk bottles on the ground. I said, so somebody <laughs> that likes to chocolate that, that chocolate milk yeah. throws, throws it out every week <laughs> on the side of that road right there. And they must finish it about the same they finish time. around the same Cause time. Cause it's a different bottle. Every time I said, it's another one of these uh, yeah, barrel shaped Borden's chocolate milk bottle. It's the same one. Yeah. So that, that's just something that, you know, one of my things that pains me. And so I just, I just, I have to go outside and we, we pick up. Yeah. Well, good for you. I mean, and if you can identify a spot, because there are several that, you know, like, oh my gosh, don't, I, like I said, this is one of those little trenches. If I get in, I gotta, yeah, I gotta get okay, I gotta get <laughs> out of here because out, I'll stay out. here all day. But yes. yeah, you, there's so many trouble, troublesome spots. But yeah, I think it's going to definitely take a change in mindset. And yeah. so, um, I think for any situation, education, um, aids in changing mindsets. And yeah. so you try to hit, hit, um, children become while they're young and yes. impressionable. Yes. Um, it's harder to make an impact on an adult who's been doing that as to why yeah. they need to change. You know, they might be more impacted by the enforcement side because, yeah. you know, you're right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But for a young person, um, 
they're impressionable, like I mentioned, and you just try to get them to think differently. Yeah. No, I do. I, I, I'm one idea that's always been very in, impactful in my life is the idea of interbeing and in that, you know, when you follow one thing, you find where it connects to another thing mm-hmm. and how all these things live in relationship to each other. Mm-hmm. And we talk about this a lot at home as well as like, if you could just follow the path of production of a product from the raw resources into the production and then the journey into someone's life. And then as it exits their life and where it ends up, that would be eye opening. I think, you know, to somehow really show people an object that they're interfacing with or interacting with every day. Mm -hmm. And when it disappears from their life, where does it go? What happens? Mm -hmm. Where did it come from? What was the implication of that? It's so complicated, but I do think that would be a component, at least for me, that really affects me. Is yeah, I think um, a, a kid could really understand it, the problem, more so when they see it in yeah. that manner. It's not just, don't litter. Right. It's, this is what happens when you do. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we used yeah. to live in a world where cute mascots were were enough. I mean, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, it was like, you know, don't be a litter bug. And it was cute. <laughs> but now I do. I, would, I used to love <laughs> give a hoot. Don't pollute. Remember oh, yeah. Oh, well, I still like Smokey the Bear. Yeah. I mean, I was telling somebody the other day, I said, I love yeah. Smokey the Bear when I was yeah. a kid. I kind of wanted to hang out with him. I was yeah, like, he had this cool, cool voice, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. No, and then... Um, Mr. Yuck stickers when I was a kid. You remember those? Yes. Mr. Yuck. I was like, ah, oh, that was a big thing they taught us in schools. So we'll them. start telling our ages. <laughs> Mr. Yuck. <laughs> I do remember those, though, because I actually yeah. kind of thought it was cool, you know, when they were on things. It's like, uh-huh. oh, don't, you know. Uh-huh. And I'm happy. I know it. I'm I hate to pause the program, but I want to ask you something. Did you know that you can help me and my team at Parker Brand Creative Services grow the Find the Good News signal? For less than a fancy cup of coffee, you can become an Early Risers Club patron on our Patreon page. What's Patreon? Well, it's a way for creators to fund their projects by pooling support from those really passionate people that believe in what they're doing. Do you believe in what we're doing with Find the Good News? I hope you do. We believe that there's already enough negative news in the world even right here at home, and that good people doing good works deserve a platform to speak from too. That's why we created Find the Good News, and we believe in that simple mission. Maybe you believe in it too. If you do believe in finding and sharing good news, then head over to our Patreon page right now or check out the link in the show description. For a commitment of $3.33 a month, you can join the Early Risers Club of Find the Good News Patreon supporters and get access to the B-Sides, a patrons-only podcast with the crew behind Find the Good News, Parker Brand Creative Services. Each time we level up, the Patreon rewards will get bigger. If you're tired of old news, bad news, and fake news, help support Find the Good News at patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. That's patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. Now, back to the episode. So, okay, so youth is obviously a huge component in what you're doing, but what other kinds of programs that uh, maybe aren't youth-related? Yeah, so we we talk about the idea that innovation moves Mm. communities. Um, Any progressive community... Um, when you you get at the heart of it, there are people there who who wanted to do things differently. They wanted to challenge. They wanted to grow. And so innovation is 
you know, something we're really focused on with the city of Lake Charles. And so from our standpoint, we're looking at how innovation and business ownership kind of tie in. And so we are currently in March um, in the midst of the beginning of what um, is an inaugural initiative called the SWLA Lake Charles Launch. That's a SWLA Lake Charles Launch. And so for my listeners that aren't from here, that SWLA is Southwest Louisiana. Yes. Okay. Yes. Southwest Louisiana Lake Charles Launch. So the, I'll just call it the launch. Okay. Let's That's give perfect. A cool That's tag, the launch. <laughs> That's cool. So the launch um, is a brainchild of, you know, Mayor Hunter. You know, he's big on business ownership, obviously, because that's, you know, his family's background. And so me being a creative, I said, okay, well, entrepreneurship, business ownership is kind of where you want to go. And at the time, the city had its own um, business expo, um, um, one day event that they were hosting, you know, in previous years. And then I saw where the Alliance was hosting their business expo and they had a luncheon yeah. and so the two were separate they were like operating separately but once again i talked to you about how we value partnerships and so we reached out to um, the reps at the alliance and we said wouldn't it be cool if we got together and we hosted an event yeah um that celebrated promoted you know uh, business ownership and they were like, yeah, we love the idea. And so I went back to the drawing board. It's like, okay, a one-day event. Then I was like, what about if we made it into a week? Mm. And so I reached back out to um, the reps at the chamber, and I said, hey, you know, do y'all have any workshops or any, that we could fill up for a week, and we'll do some on our on our part from the city? And um they said, yeah, we could do a franchising one-on-one, you know, for anyone in yeah. the area who's interested in buying a franchise. Like, how do you go through that process? They said, we could do a social media because, of course, that that builds capacity of current businesses. It's like, okay. And somehow that idea, I just sat down and then started thinking about all of the people we could pull in. So that one day that turned into one week is now a one-month celebration of entrepreneurship. So we have about 20 different workshops and networking events oh, that wow. are being hosted throughout the city of Lake Charles, being hosted by different organizations like the Alliance, the city of Lake Charles, SCORE, the Louisiana Small Business Development Center, Jeff um, J.D. Bank, um, the African-American Chamber of Commerce. We even have some nonprofits who stepped in and said, we could host some events. Oh, wow. What, That's what, really yeah, cool. What works? Um, the Lafleur Leadership in- Institute, um, Goodley & Associates, Investor Bank. We have just had a number of partners to come to the table and say, we want to be a part of the effort to really put business ownership in the forefront in this community. And so throughout March, um, there are a number of events. Uh, for those who are interested in finding that list of events, yes. they can do a couple of things. Of course, you can go to the city's website, um, www.cityoflakecharles.com slash launch. Okay. Um, L-A-U- That's easy. Yeah. L-A-U- 
L-A-K-E-C-H-A-R-L-E-S-N-C-H. Um, the city's Facebook page, Lake, um, Lake Charles City Hall, will be posting the individual events. And then, of course, I go to all the, these various different groups that have formed on Facebook. You know, we're talking about yeah. how this community really embraces Facebook. And I just drop in different events, you know. So, for instance, today is March 5th. And we have two events that are being hosted under the umbrella of the launch. One of them is the business pitch warm-up. And so the business pitch warm-up is the seed center's um, like workshop and develop, developmental workshop to get those business our potential businesses prepared for the actual business pitch competition. Okay. So there's a, a business warm-up um, taking place this evening. Anyone interested in registering for it, it's free, but you do have to pre-register. So you can reach out to Mr. Adrian Wallace at A Wallace, W-A-L-L-A-C-E, at alliance.org. If, uh, yeah, at alliance.org. And so there's that. Then there's the Teen Connection workshop that's taking place tonight called Dollars and Cents. Mm-hmm. Cents spelled S-E-N-S-E. It's going to make Good choices, right? <laughs> and so if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to know the money basics, right? The basics of money. And so that's what this workshop is. So uh, do any of those events ever cross over with the teen uh, initiative that you have? Yeah. So two of the, well, it's actually, it's th- three teen events, three events that are taking place as part of the launch okay. that are geared towards teens. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. So we have. Two teen connections, one taking place tonight, March mm-hmm. 5th. The other is on March 19th. And that one is called Credit or Leave It, okay. the importance of establishing credit. And if you want to be in business, you might want to get a loan. You might right. need to, you know, go to a bank, you know, to get financing. And so knowing what it means to establish credit and maintain good credit is necessary. So we're teaching our teens that on March 19th. Now, when I say teens, we've had college students, preteens. We've had yeah, I parents. I wondered about that. I was going to gonna ask if the yeah. parents ever come. Oh, yeah. yeah, we've had resume building classes, and we've had some um, young adults and parents to attend because they were looking for employment and they wanted to see how to how to upgrade their resume. So we don't stop you at the door. It's like, oh, what? Let me see your ID. No, you can't come in. No, we don't do yeah. that. If you're there. You know, you're welcome to partake in the information. So those are the two. And then the third event, which is, I'm so excited about this one. And I hope parents, schools jump on this. But on March, and I just want to make sure I have the right date. March 10th, okay, um, the MacNeese Student Innovation Center. Have you heard of that Mm. before? So MacNeese has a... um, it's over at the seat center. There's an, a student innovation center. Okay. And its goal is to build entrepreneurs who have creative, really big ideas. And so they'll be hosting an open house from 10 a.m. to noon on March 10th. And it's open to high school students. Oh, okay. Free, free of charge. And like I said, you know, I'm going to go on here because I want to give the contact um, email for Dr. Jeffrey Stevens, who's in charge of the Innovation Center. And that's who they would call to um, to 
to to register. But like I said, we're we're all about big ideas and innovation. And so I hope people really take advantage of that open house at the Innovation Center. Like I, I'm not gone to it, but I've seen the videos of it. And I was like, this is a jewel that this community has. And mm. I don't think as many people know about it as they should. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about all of this. I mean, has what has been the most effective way for y'all to get your information out about these different programs? Well, we've tried workshops. to go on multiple platforms. You know, I'm yeah. here today talking, <clears throat> sure. you know, and I'm hoping your followers, yay, insert, spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, of course, we've been on social media. We've done KPLC interviews. Um the the March issue of Thrive magazine mm-hmm. has an article about the launch. Um, Lanyap um, is doing a feature on the on the launch. Oh, that um, those are that'll help. Both, yeah, yeah, that's great. And so you know, just trying to get the information out that way, you know, because it's we did a press conference and you know it's it's covered on it. It was covered on the day that the launch um, was announced to the community. But just trying to get people. Aware, yeah, keeping the information moving. I mean, it's yeah. like with with the way things are now, you have to kind of almost make these little paper boats and stick one in the water every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> to go. Get, That's a great analogy. Yes. It's like okay, I put one out yesterday, but All right, that one's already on. went down the river. I gotta put another. One yeah. Out there. So look, I was talking about so that student innovation open house. Yes, March tenth, ten a.m. to noon. It's at the Student Innovation Center. It's house at the Seed Center, which is on Ryan Street. And for those who are interested about in um, in the Innovation Center, they can email Dr. Jeffrey Stevens at J Stevens. That's S T E V E N S at MacNeese dot edu, or they can call his office at four seven five 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 four zero. The beauty of a podcast, if you're listening, is you can actually. Skip back about 30 seconds if That's you got to right. write it down. <laughs> That's right. And look, on that same day, that March 10th date, that's when that Franchising 101 course is being hosted at the Seed Center. Um, the presenter is the CEO of Pizza Artista. Okay. And so that's free at the Seed Center from 2 o'clock to 3.30. Well, I mean, you know, that's really interesting because I'm sure there's a lot of young people who they do have questions about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you can go research things, but to actually sit and get a condensed one-on-one with somebody and then be able to ask them questions, sure, I'm I'm sure there's Q&As at those things, right? Yes, definitely. And I I think that's the good thing because, yeah, you can read the material, but when you have the, the opportunity to really engage through questions and answers... Yeah, I think it it forms um, there's a better chance for long term retention and your ability to apply it afterwards. So I got a a question. This is personal. Okay. Uh, Well, maybe not too personal, but it is personal. Um, How has being in this position changed your life? I am in a number of ways. So I'm more cognizant Mm. of what is going on going on so I've always been aware because I was just raised to be you know active in my community so I've always been that but I'm just more cognizant so I'm I'm looking at what occurs in the school district because I know that it has implications for the schools I mean excuse me for the city of Lake Charles I'm looking at 
what occurs in the parish, on state. I'm looking at all things now just because I know they all have a, some type of interconnection, you know, and so I'm just more cognizant if I could say that. Yeah. It, that that mm. that would be it. I mean, my my level of involvement was not prompted by this job. So I was doing that all along. But it's just you just become more aware of how one another entity or another organization's efforts impact the people of your city. Oh, so yeah. I think that's the way I've been impacted. So that's beautiful, actually. Well, that's, that gets back to what I was saying earlier about yeah. interbeing. I mean, oh, you're yeah. able to kind of have a view now, a wider yeah. view of all yeah. the little moving parts and how they yeah. interplay and how one affects the other. And you want to help to make sure that even though the city of Lake Charles is not, um, we don't have schools, right? But because we know that when people choose a city or neighborhood to live, they oftentimes look first at the schools or the yeah, quality of the sure. schools. And so we've been actively engaged with the superintendent and he's been very receptive on ideas. And that's how we were able to, you know, we have the blessing from the superintendent to go into the schools with these courses because we are attempting to supplement because we know, like I said, that that action impacts our citizens and even the perception of the city. And so just just being, like I said, cognizant that how one entity or one group's efforts impact our citizens. And so we, we, we just can't operate in a silo. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, well said. Oh, yeah. So I was poetic this morning. That was really good. I mean, I've enjoyed all of that. It's it's eye opening. It's encouraging. It's very positive. And, you know, it's a part it's definitely fits well with this show because one, I always learn things. And then two, it's just a reminder to take a wider view sometimes and look at the mm-hmm. whole picture, you know, mm-hmm. and, and see mm-hmm. sometimes a city as an organism, you know, mm-hmm. that, that has yeah. all these little parts that move together. Uh, and y'all are working to keep it healthy yeah. you know, in that regard. And, and, yeah. and, 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 um, you know, you, and what you said, I was thinking about that as you were talking, you know, when you move, when you're looking to live in a place, you want to live in a place where, there are all of these aspects mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. being met to your life, you know, education, um, the environment, you know, and, and people are a part of that. I mean, human beings affect the world. There's yes. no, we have a yes. huge footprint. Yes. So in, in a city, it's the same way. I mean, it's going to be like the people. Yeah. You, you can't. Yes, a city is made up of the buildings or the infrastructure and that's important because that impacts your life but at the heart of it it's the human capital mm. it's the people you know mm. yeah the human capital i think you just named your episode huh yeah <laughs> we have a theme on this show it's a it's always the something and it's always Ooh, a, it's always a mystery yay. and here we are right at the yes. at the the bookend of our talk and you just said that I, beautiful I said phrase that. the human capital i yes, love it i like that i like that too i like that and i'm happy i know it. this episode's fishing for goodies fishbowl sponsor is brimstone museum and henning cultural center in sulfur louisiana i don't know what you look for when you travel but one of the things i look for when i'm putting together my itinerary is a unique museum or gallery in the city i'm traveling to 
I do this almost every time I go to a new city. But if I'm being honest, I'm guilty of not always doing that very thing right here at home in Sulphur, Louisiana. That's really a shame because we have one of the most interesting, historically relevant, and culturally rich corners in any city in the country about two minutes from where I'm sitting right now. I'm talking about the Brimstone Museum and Henning Cultural Center. Have you ever really thought about why our city is named Sulphur? They've got a permanent exhibit on the history of the sulphur industry that answers that simple question and more. You really get a full scope of just how important the sulphur mining industry was to the development of Southwest Louisiana and the impact it had on the rest of the world. Yes, the rest of the world. On the same property, right next door to the museum, is the Henning Cultural Center, presenting some of the most interesting, modern, and culturally relevant local art shows I've ever seen. My dear friend Tom Trahan and the Brimstone Historical Society have really worked hard to give us this treasure, and it's a multifaceted jewel that I plan to take advantage of more often. You don't have to wonder what their hours are, or how to get there, or what shows are coming up. Just go to brimstonemuseum.org, like I did, and subscribe to their mailing list right there on the homepage. That's brimstonemuseum.org. Tom will make sure you start getting the announcements for each and every new show at the gallery. But you don't have to wait for the mail to arrive to enjoy this historical local treasure. You don't have to be guilty, like me, of overlooking a local wonder that conveniently sits next to the Grove, one of the most beautiful walking parks in southwest Louisiana. Drop in and say hi to Tom for me. Tour the museum and center, and make sure to tell Tom that you heard about Brimstone Museum on Find the Good News. Now, let's take that dive in the fishbowl. So you listened to the show, you said, the Matt uh, yes. Young's episode? Yes. So you know about this fishbowl right here? Okay. All right. So, so this is the segment of the show called Fishing for Goodies, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh there are about 400 plus questions in there from various sources. Okay. They're all mysterious. I don't know what they are. Um, so you draw three questions and then we will talk about them. All right. So let's see. One. We go down in the bottom. Two. And I already have this one. Three. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. I'm excited. I love this. All right, so I guess this is kind of what you just asked me. You oh. said, has your project, passion, plus work changed you? Wow, well, I already asked you a question like that. So I wouldn't say, you know, I think I'm, in, I'm innately who I am, so I've not changed. I think it's enhanced me. Ah, isn't that what we all want to do? Yeah. You want to be true to your nature, but I like that. Yeah. Unfold yeah. even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that great when we unfold? Because, I mean, I've, you know, maybe for good or for bad, I mean, we all unfold to some capacity. Mm-hmm. But what's cool is when you do unfold and then you discover that inside there's some petals with a different color that you didn't know were in there. And you're like, oh, the center of the center of me is fuchsia. Yeah. I didn't even know. I looked like a white. I looked like all my pillows were like this off-white color, and then I got to the middle, and there's these pretty little yellow things and fuchsia on Look, the inside. I hope mine are fuchsia because my favorite color is pink. But you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like you discover these yes. new little things inside. Right. You remember when we were talking um, before, and I said that how I I tell myself and I tell my kids that you're not one thing. Yes. You're just not. You. Your job is your what you've been trained to do in some ways is technical, but there are so many facets of who we are, and I think um, 
we have to dedicate time to see what what are all those things yeah and that's why i think you know they say stay in your lane it's not to mean that you should be confining it's just that there are certain things in you your petals those things that are designed in you that were given to you from birth find those things and so staying in your lane i think really means finding your purpose. Yeah. 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 I think sometimes we can over, we, we think we're one thing and we don't realize we have these values. Yeah. I, I, another plant reference, but it just, I don't know why, as you were talking, I was thinking of cattails, you know, I mean, we drive by cattails all the time and we go, oh, they're just everywhere and cattails, whatever. Yeah. Well, only, I guess maybe four, six or seven years ago, I realized you could eat them. And really? I was like, oh, you can eat a cattail. And my brain, immediately I went, oh, well, how do you eat the cattail? Because it's got yeah. this puffy. Yeah. And I, and when I finally looked into it and I, I realized, no, you don't eat that. It's the root is editable, edible. And I was like, I you know, isn't that funny how your mind works, though? You go to the thing you can see and yes. what something is on the surface. And yes. when somebody said, oh, there's value in this beyond what it is, right. my mind went immediately to its appearance. Yes, yes. Right? And I went, oh, no, the, the, the actual value is down at the root. Yes. It's at the core of the it's thing. It's the core of the And thing. I would have never, I would have missed it by looking Ooh, at the top, you know? that's such a great analogy. And that's, I think people are like that. We have these Ooh. values that are somewhere inside at the root, and they have a, a sustenance, you know, something to give back. But we so sometimes get caught up in that that bloom, you know, are even getting caught up in what society says you should be, yeah. what you should do, or what you should say, you know. Right. And so I think that that's that's true. You should you should seek to find what it is that makes you happy. And I think you'll find that happiness when you find the things that are intrinsically who you are. Not what the next person is doing. It's you in your lane discovering what it is that embodies you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I love this because it does. I mean, I guess because I just literally closed the book on that book I told you about this morning. It mm -hmm. was all about this. Mm -hmm. You know, just don't look at yourself in comparison to somebody else. Oh, that, you know? that's the, I think um, it's the reason why we have a lot of cases of depression that stems from social media. And I love social media, utilize it like often. Uh, but one of the downsides is that when people utilize it and they're, they're, they're using it as a comparison mechanism. Oh, they're traveling here. Right. They're doing this, but look at what I'm, I'm not. Right. And so, we have to we have to look in that mirror and know that this is where we are and it's not about comparing you know you can aspire someone can motivate you you can look at someone's life and someone's accomplishments and say i aspire to do that too oh their 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 life is motivational to me but it still requires you to reach whatever you're, you're, you're shooting for, utilizing what's in you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting about social media. I'll tell you a little short story, and it's happened last night. And I mean, I'm really going to be confessing here and getting personal. But last night, my son was taking a bath in this sort of big bathtub that has these jacuzzi-type jets yeah. that we have. And he normally doesn't want the jets on. But last night, he said, yeah, I want the jets on, you know. 
he's nine years old. He's playing in the Jets. And yeah. so I walked out of the room and then I went back in and he had dumped shampoo in there and it was making this huge, it was just full of bubbles. This had happened years before when yes. my other son too, and it yeah. was cute. It's funny. You know, you're going to yeah. clean up the bubbles. <clears throat> so I went in there and took a picture, his little head sitting in the yes. bubbles, you know, and I went back and pulled out my phone and I started editing it and I yeah. like made the bubbles blurry, adjusted yeah. the color. I'm like, oh, I'm going to post this. Yeah. Well, when I went back in the bathroom, he had gotten out of the bathtub and he had dumped water everywhere and he had thrown the bubbles all over the bathroom and it took like seven towels to wipe it all up. And I wasn't, it wasn't so cute anymore it wasn't. Yeah. because now they were in our bedroom and it was just a whole thing. Yes. I'm not going to say I lost my cool, but I did get upset yes. and I was, I gave him like a scolding about yes. that. I was like, you know, you, this is now a problem. This was yes. cute and now it's a thing. Yes. I could have posted that picture this morning and people would have been like oh my god he's so adorable and i know that's what would have happened oh my god love love like like whatever and if i had said no more that it's just a great illustration of like the reality the reality because they don't know know that that. i was like boy what are you doing why'd you you do this you should realize i gotta clean up at eight o'clock and (laughs) yes yes It, it the the it's um the layers of a situation. I guess a photo <laughs> has layers, but you can only see the front right. facing photo. You don't see the events that led up to or mm-hmm. that, that that follow. And so that is yeah. perfect. Yeah, because the just- irony that I sat there, I mean, it's so funny because this morning I was going through my pictures and there was the original picture. Yes. And then the one I had edited. And it just yeah. made me think that. I was like, how funny, because I was... And I refuse to post it. It is a cute picture, but I was like, but there's a story, story here. And that, this is exactly what I don't like about social right. media. You know? <laughs> and it's like, it's the posting of what you want people to know, the perception. Your oh, brand. look, orange kids are so, you know, they just play in the bubbles and it's a ha ha. Right. Yeah, right. right. No, I was like, I wanted to like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and so, yeah, that's, that's why, you know, that's the downfall because people do compare yeah so totally but you have to live in who you are (laughs) yeah i love that (laughs) and and no pretending no pretending you have to be honest with yourself yes and that's why people listen to these types of shows too because it's real you know that they can absorb that in a different Mm way Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. well that was a good question we we got all all the juice out of that one okay so the next question said ask would you rather have artificial intelligence or have real intelligence? Hmm. Well, for me, I would rather have real intelligence because for me, I just mentioned, it's the people, right? Yeah. It's it's the connections that um, that spark when real intelligence exists. Artificial intelligence, and I know it's that's what we're looking towards, you know, in the future. But we can't negate the 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 con- common connection that occurs when you sit in a classroom. Yeah. And someone is engaging, and they're they're talking, and are even lecturing, and 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 discussing an experience, and you're learning from that. And it's that moment. It's you listening to that person and absorbing what they're saying. It's you taking those notes or whatever. So. I would have to choose real intelligence because it's still the human connection for me. Yeah. It's um, it's that's that 
that's what brings us together. Yeah. Yes. Totally agree. And I love that. I can tell that's what you care about. Yes. That, that you, the, I mean, you said it, the human capital. Yeah. What's yeah. the value it's of humanity? It's the value of people. Well, yes. you know, artificial intelligence is a good tool. Yes. And it should be a tool, yes. maybe for computing, but it shouldn't be making our decisions for us. For and, us. Uh, Oh. You know, taking our the human elements out. Out of know? it, yeah. yes. Right. Emotion, things like that. Mm-mm. Don't yeah. want that. Okay. Last question. If you had to write a book, what would you write about? Hmm. No, nobody's been asked that before. That's a good question. Let's see. So if I had to write a book, I would write a book, because I'm creative, I would write a book or like a rom-com, like a romantic, (laughs) a fictional couple, romantic kind of like when Harry met Sally kind of book. Yes. Wow. Now that that comes out of left field. Okay. (laughs) I did. That surprises me. Yes. If I had, that's what I would write about. Yeah. Is there a reason that you would, is it something you just enjoy? I, yeah, I enjoy that. Um, I love rom-coms already. (laughs) And I, I always, (laughs) Like I just went to, now this one wasn't a rom-com. It was a romantic movie. I went to see the photograph. And so I always say, oh, they, I wish they would have taken the character this way. Or if they would have had 30 more minutes, they would have done this. <laughs> or what do you think the plot would have been like if they would have done this? So have yes. you seen this movie that's come, you may have, it's not that old. It came out a few months back or maybe, maybe longer than that. I don't know, but I, I'd only recently watched it, but it's about the girl who, I don't know if she hits her head or what, but she wakes up and her life is a romantic comedy. Yeah. Was it Amy Schumer in that or no, something? No, it's, um, oh man, I can't I, I think know, of her I name now. what you're talking about. She's a blonde headed girl. Yes. It's not Amy Schumer. It's another girl. She's Australian, I think. She was in the uh, Pitch Perfect movies. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know why yes. I can't think of her name. I know who you're talking about. It's a yes. fun little movie, yes. though. It was kind of yes. cute because it was like, oh, this is so funny because this is how it is in the romantic yes. comedies. You know? Yes. So that's Clever what I would thing. write. Well, that's cool. What that's would you so, write about? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm, let me go mine my Facebook essays and I'll just stick those <laughs> together. You have a compilation of a compilation of my Facebook rants. Yes. I think, I think what happens for me, I don't know if it's a, a particular subject, but uh, I think it would be interesting to write a book about... Uh, for me anyway, personally, would be to write a personal book about uh, trying to find your way spiritually. I know there's mm-hmm. a lot of that type of stuff mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. but I think uh, it would be interesting for my own well-being to try to capture that in a linear fashion. Mm-hmm. In my mm-hmm. starting out, you know, like in my 20s to now, what's that journey been like? What it's and, been like, yeah. yeah. Pitfalls, things that have been good, things that stuck, things that didn't. Things that work, things that didn't. And just to see your growth. Yeah, like what's you know, changed. Yeah, you know? from the 20s, you know, to where you are now to yeah. see. Not having know. kids to having kids. How does mm-hmm. it, I think, that's just to, and be very real about it. Not mm-hmm. real, you know, uh, orthodox. Right. You're just right. sort of going, hey, this is what it's like that's when you're just kind happened. of playing bumper cars out there. And <laughs> this, is what, this is what you're dealing with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think yes. that would be fun to write probably and probably uh, healthy for me, I think. Yeah, you'd be cathartic. you get some thoughts out on, to, yeah. on paper. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't have a lot of... Uh, at that, most of my things in my life kind of revolve around that anyway. So I find that, I, that that's the lens I tend to look through. So I think it would probably be what I'd end up writing about. It's so funny that you um, that I pulled that question. Since I was a kid, I've written so many books. Really? Never published anything. Wow. Which is awful. Uh, that'll probably be one of my biggest regrets. But I've written books. 
Scripps. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Yes, so. Interesting. Yeah. So you do like to write. I love to write. Yeah, me too. Creative writing. Yeah, me too. I like yeah. to let it just sort of flow out yeah. and then I go back and tailor it. But yeah, I yeah. agree. I find I find that in college that was my favorite classes were creative writing yeah, classes. I, I love that. My oldest son, you know, I you know, it's interesting how your kid you know, your kids kinda pick up some of your um characteristics or your likes. My oldest son um really enjoys creative writing as well. He's really, really good at that. Not what he's majoring. It's not what he's majoring. But he's in, good at it. But he's really good at it. It's a good yeah. skill to have. Yeah. Just yeah. writing in general, I yeah. think. And I think some of the writing, for me, a lot of that developed from just coming from reading. Just reading yeah. a lot of different. Yeah, we have um, one of those Teen Connection workshops. It was called Five Simple Steps to Make You a Better Writer. Mm. And uh, one of the steps simply said, "You just need to read more if you want to be a better writer." It's true. You just read more. I agree with that. I do tend to find if I if I'm really honest, even some of the way I I end up writing is reflective of the types of reading I'm doing. Yeah. You you learn style. Yeah. You know, obviously you're reading another writer's style of writing. Yeah. Um, you learn vocabulary, you know the technical portions, but reading also um, can open your mind to different aspects. And so, yeah you, yeah, you become a better writer as a result of it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good question, too. You had three really good, powerful questions, but there is one more question. What's that? It's not in the fishbowl. It's on the back of that yellow mug that now belongs to you. Ah, thank you. Okay, so. Other uh, side. Oh, other there side. There you go. All right. Did anything good happen today? Well, of course, today I'm sitting here with you. Good. I'm glad this was good. This was so fun. I think I talked way too oh, much. Oh, no, you didn't. This was a good, I mean, that's like you got, you had covered a lot of ground and you shared a lot of really good insights, I think. Well, thank you. I hope I was a, a good guess. No, a good yes. guess. And, and honestly, it's it's exciting to, uh, you, you smiled the whole time. Because, listen, I <clears throat> my my aunt used to tell me when I was little, because I was smiling, you'd see all my teeth. <laughs> She's like, God didn't bless you with 32 teeth. You have 42. <laughs> now, that would have been a good episode title, too, The 42 Teeth. I like I smile so much. But, yeah. Oh, man. I'll start laughing till I'm crying, thinking about how she used to. Kim, do you ever stop smiling? And I was like, oh, I was smiling. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Because some people... Many of us do. You, you go, oh, it's time to smile. And we just oh, do I that. Know. But to just have a natural smile. Listen, um, it says, um, I, I don't know where I read this, but I would incorporate this in my rom-com. <laughs> um, it says, like, um, if you're on the phone with someone and you're smiling when you're talking to them, uh -huh. you know, it's because they make you happy or it's yeah. pleasant. Even if it's not like romantic conversation, it's just, if it's a, if it's fun and, and you're enjoying the conversation, you're smiling, yeah. right? And so I can imagine in my rom-com, I would describe them being on the phone and she was smiling and it was confirmation yeah. that she was interested. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I like that. This has been a really fun talk. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks. I enjoy being here. And I will get it out there and make sure people know about everything and about you. And they, because that's what's going to happen. They learn about the programs that they're going to learn about you too. Well, I well, good, good. But people, yeah. people, right? I mean, that's the that's the little engine and everything. It's the heart of everything. Yeah. You know, problems were never or um, 
problems were never solved by uh, inanimate things. Even if a computer calculated the solution, it was a person who inputted something into the computer, programmed the computer to make it happen. Yeah. So it is about the people because the people have the passion, the answers, the drive, the insight, and the ability. And I love you just as well. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Kimberly Delafosse. If you'd like to help me continue producing Find the Good News, consider becoming an Early Riser patron at patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. Shares and reviews are a wonderful way to support the show as well. Thank you for choosing to find the good and for making that decision to press play.